Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 88 in the Cup Series and the 7 in the Xfinity Series. And joining me today is... Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer and Elliot Sadler. I'm going to thank the fine folks at One Main, Lending Made Personal, for presenting this show today. And we've got our lovely co-host with us. Hey guys, I'm Kristen Bauer and I work in the marketing department here at Junior Motorsports. Are you going to read that every week or are you going to let it flow more naturally eventually? <laughs> hey guys. That sound right? Hey guys. Hey guys. I'm seven foot four. I have blue eye. What color are your eyes? Green. Uh, green How eyes. How can you be looking at her and her eyes? <laughs> what? Well, I, <laughs> I didn't want to stare at them. Well, you've been staring at a bruise oh, for two weeks. Wow, it's almost gone too. Thank I God. got a new one. had a full infatuation one. with that thing. Why do you have a new one? We'll hit you this time. Um, no kidding. This side of the, I was going down the pit box. I got to talk to your boyfriend about this. <laughs> I don't know what y'all got going on, but it's weird. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Enough about that. Is he scratched up or anything? Or I'm yeah. single now. You're single? Mm-hmm. Wow, man. That our explains million, the bruises. <laughs> our millions of guy listeners, we've got to market this girl. We do. We're going to, like, Listen, ever, are, she are you is on very tall. Are Am you, I on what? Are you on Tinder? No, I don't do that stuff. How about Match.com? No. How about FarmersOnly.com? <laughs> yeah, that's At what FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> what about... Uh, I love their ads. Christian, Christian Mingle. Yeah. Christian, <laughs> I was thinking. Christian Mingle sounds a lot like Kristen Mingle. <laughs> Let's do it. KristenMingle.com. Oh, are, you on, are you on Facebook? <laughs> I am on Facebook. Are you on are you Facebook? On Facebook. The Book of Faces. MySpace. There's another book. There's <laughs> My, another book. still may be out there. There's another book, but you can't say the first word for it, the, uh, for singles. Ew. Uh, <laughs> I'm a nice girl. <laughs> yeah, oh. look at the bruises. I'd hate to see the other guy. <laughs> God. So we, we, have, we have a few things to talk about. The first one is getting Kristen married off. <laughs> the second one is spot on, spot off in our program where we talk about the various things for the weekend and we basically say whether they were good or bad. So we'll start with the first one, the the epic weather in Vegas. Oh, man. Did you move around a lot? Dude, It was. I literally had to concentrate to concentrate. Like I was be standing there talking and we'd get a big gust and I was like, holy shit. Like what yeah. just happened? Was I, the I, dust as bad up top as it yes. was down? Uh, probably worse. One time during a yellow, I said they put a nice – 
Vegas did a really good job with the spotter saying, first Agreed. of all. Agreed. And they put a bench, too. So there is a times when you have a minute to sit down. So during caution, we're riding around. So I sit down for a minute, and this big gust of wind, it hits us, and it moves me on the bench. And I look up at everyone on the rail, and it's just blowing everybody. He's like hunched over the rail at the same time. I had it sand in funny. my mouth on the way to the airport. Like I, li- I was taught Laura Boyer, Clint's wife, rode with me to the airport. And I think she had a really good time because I'm a great driver. <laughs> so, so she rode with me to the airport. I li- while I'm talking to her, I can feel all this sand in my teeth. You know, I mean, the dust storm was coming to the point that I thought it was like a tornado. Yeah, and at one point, I'm not going to lie, it it wasn't hard to see your car, but if you weren't paying attention, you could lose it for a few seconds. I said it was hard over the radio. I was yeah. like, man, visibility in two sucks, so yeah. I'm not going to clear you over there. It looked like a South Florida hurricane. Yeah, I've never been in a South Florida hurricane, but I'll, <laughs> I'm sure it's, I'm sure that's at the sideways rain. Yeah, I, I got I got no desire to be back in a dust storm. And I, and I, no. No, no, not cool. And we can kind of roll that in the next thing. So during cautions, we have a pilot on the roof with us, a guy named Joey, that flies Brad Keselowski every week, right? So I am terrified of flying. <laughs> and if it's going to be bumpy, I'm like, I got to have fireball to get on the plane. So <laughs> I'm going down there, down there to Joey for, before every time we go back green and basically said, hey, man, can we take off in this? Or are we going to die? Or are we going to, like, flip over? And, but everybody's always asking us how we fly. We can't fly commercial. We don't have time, right? Yeah, commercial would be <laughs> – It'd be hard with as many people as we travel one time. It'd be really hard to fly commercial. Um, yeah, it'd just be almost impossible to do nowadays. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've got a 50-person regional jet we fly on. Is that what you guys are on, similar team-wise? Uh, we have those, I don't know, they're like CRJ something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, with Hendrick has two team planes that make uh, air travel very easy. Yeah, the coolest part is we don't have security and we don't have baggage claim. Yeah. The bad part is they don't serve <laughs> drinks in first class. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your own. Get your box lunch, though. <laughs> you get a box thing. lunch most of the time. Mm-hmm. On the way home most of the time. But, uh, hey, what about the rookies? Man, we, we called it in the <clears> first <throat> show of the year. Yeah. Uh, we, we basically said, hey, these are the two to watch. Ryan Blaney and, and Chase Elliott, and they're, they're doing it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they both showed, you know, uh, Chase. I mean, they're both very impressive. I I you know, Chase Chase seems to get in a groove in the beginning of the race, and I watched it at Atlanta, too. He made a commitment to the bottom and never came off of it the whole entire race. Never ran the high side. He ran the bottom competitively all day and uh, did a great job. And, you know, this last weekend they had to move around a little bit. He, made a, he, he basically made a commitment to the middle one and two and the bottom of three and four, and he stuck with that, and he was up there running. Always oh, run a top six. He was top five back. or six all day. He yeah. was good, and um, even when he fell back a little bit, he would get his way right back to there, yeah. um, and and single out. And and even Blaney was doing. Um, I watched Blaney get into a, a couple of good little races with some people, and he Blaney isn't. He isn't the. Chase is more of a smooth finesse guy from so far from what I've seen this year, and Blaney's just more of the. You know, hey, there's two cars in here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it up by the fence and sling it around the high side. He's, a, he's more of just uh, move all around, find some, find a little bit. But they're both doing great, and it's gonna be. Man, I'm excited about these two guys. Yeah, Chase doesn't get in that wreck. He's a top ten guy, no doubt. Oh yeah. And, and Ryan was gonna be a top ten guy at Atlanta. Got in a wreck. Didn't get in a wreck this week. Finished ninth. And man, I'm with TJ. I think these two guys. I, I, I think the biggest difference is. Chase raced every single week last year and something, and, and Ryan didn't. And now that Ryan's in a car every single week, he's going to get to do those small things every week, the restarts and the you know yeah. passing cars, getting on and off pit road. I mean, those things are only get, going to get yeah. better. Ryan's got a lot of experience, but he just didn't have that every week experience. No. But 
we're going to get to a few places where Ryan's going to be really fast. When we get to Kentucky, well, I don't know about the repay, but, you know, you go to them place, any place where the Pensy cars are pretty dominant, which is like Kentucky, Loudon, you know, Brad's really, he's going to, he's going to excel. Yeah. So I look for Ryan to have higher highs and lower lows, but I look for Chase to be more of the more yeah. consistent guy. But, yeah. you know, it's a great rookie battle. It's, this I wish they would spotlight this rookie battle a little bit more this year because these are two guys that are going to duke it out every week, and it's actually – they are going to be here for a long time. We There's need no them doubt. to do well. We yeah, need them, we these, need them yeah. to be. Yeah. These guys are going to be here in, in 10 more years. They're going to be racing still. Yeah. So – And I think when you look at the, the package – and we'll get it out in a second. This is the second week we've had this new package. They're almost like a level playing field for the rookies, right? Because they're yeah. coming in, and these veterans don't have a lot of experience with these yeah, cars. Yeah, that's true, too. Because we talked about last week, Atlanta's such a great race, but we didn't see any single-car spins. And then, boom, right off the bat in Vegas, Carl Edwards wrecks in qualifying. Matt Kenseth, your pick to win the race, wrecks during the race. Yeah. So, Imagine I mean, th that. those are things that we talked about last week that were going to make it more exciting. That's what I was hoping to have in the 500. Uh, that's, that was what I was going for in the 500, man. <laughs> you're, you're on your pick to wreck. <laughs> man, that's why I do. I, that's, I, when I, I pick my guy because that's who I want to wreck that week because I know, you know, be better off for chance for us to win. So, so. you're going to jinx them. It's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, it works. It's working. Oh, Sorry, Kristen, Matt. isn't it time for you to break it this monotonous? It sure is. I'm up. bored. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, hey, we're going to move into Fastlane, and I'm going to give TJ and Brett a topic to debate, and we're going to alternate who responds first. So each of you guys will get 30 seconds to voice your opinion, and whoever responded first will get a 30-second rebuttal. Four of the topics will pertain to racing, and two will be off the wall, which is non-racing. You guys ready? No. We'll get ready. This is going to be great. All right. TJ, you're going to go first on this one, okay? Okay. All right. This past Saturday, Kyle Busch led 199 out of 200 laps to take home the win in Vegas. Knowing that NASCAR mandates that a driver must declare his or her points to just one series, do you think Cup veterans should be allowed to race partial Xfinity seasons? Does it help competition or hurt? Uh, I think they should be allowed. First of all, it keeps people in. It keeps a lot of the sponsors in the sport. That's what a lot of people don't realize is these guys have. It's not that they, they want to run all these all the time. They have money behind them that they have to run. So there's a lot of, and it keeps a lot of jobs for people, um, guys in the shops and stuff. So I don't, I don't particularly like Kyle leading 199 out of 200 laps, but I feel like if these guys aren't allowed to do some of this, then some of the sponsors are going to leave, and we're probably going to have fewer cars. Yeah, TJ hit the nail on the head with this one. This is a sponsorship-driven sport. We have to have sponsors. If they want to sponsor Kyle Busch, Casey Kane, Kevin Harvick, and those guys, so be it. I'm all for capping it, though. I feel like, you know, 15 to 18 races is enough. On the JGR side, those guys are dominant. They're half a second quicker than anybody <clears throat> yeah. on the track. So either A, they're cheating, or B, they will work their guts out all winter to get their cars a lot better than everybody else. And quite frankly, you know, for, for us, Junior Motorsports, we're running top five, and we can't even see those guys. So it's really frustrating to see how good they are. Yeah, I don't. I know those guys don't work any harder than our guys. So they've just got um, just faster cars right now. We've just got to keep working on it. And like you said, though, that – they don't have to drive nearly as hard as what we have to drive for a seventh place finish. You know, we're looking at these guys they got as rookies and nothing against Eric Jones and them, but they've, they're driving the best stuff. They look great because they're in the best stuff. Let's find a guy that's, you know, let's put them in some other stuff, see how they do. All right. Topic two, Perfect. number 78 furniture row <laughs> racing crew chief. 
Cole Pern has been fined 50 grand, uh, suspended from the next Sprint Cup Championship event, which is Phoenix, and remains on NASCAR probation through December 31st. The team has been assessed with the loss of 15 championship owner and 15 championship driver points, Martin Truex Jr., for a roof flap violation in Atlanta. Are these penalties too severe? Brett? First of all, you guys may not know that you're not allowed to come back to the track until your fine has been paid. So if they ever find me fifty grand, you won't ever see or hear from <laughs> Brett again. Because my God, fifty thousand dollars is is uh, unreal. Is that too much, man? I don't know. It's a roof flap. Like I feel like these guys need to be given you know bigger boxes to work in, and, and faster cars and slower cars are what makes it a race. If everybody's running the same speed. It's a parade, so I'm all for these guys being able to, you know, engineer faster tools to go faster and make the racing better. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think this is their first offense with it. I think they were held out of Daytona 500 qualifying because of some something very similar. Am I right on that? Yeah. yeah so this isn't the first offense. This is the second one. So that's why I think the fine and the penalty is so high on it. And you know, I'm I'm fine with the second time deal. I mean, we they those cars are fast enough already they don't they don't uh need any extra help uh, maybe tell me what the roof flap is doing because when when we got caught last year with clint we got caught before qualifying and they knocked us out of the chase right so i don't understand how some weeks it's a penalty some weeks it isn't some weeks before qualifying it is the next week it isn't so man i don't know for at the end of the day it's a roof flap like what is it what is it doing explain to us give us more information so we can understand why the fine is so big and the suspension is so great. After five consecutive sellouts at Phoenix, the track is considering an overhaul kind of like Daytona Rising, and they've even talked about switching the start-finish line to the backstretch. Should Phoenix make this change or keep the historic track the way it is currently? TJ. Oh, man, I don't I don't know. I kind of like Phoenix how it is. Um, it could definitely use some renovation, though. The spotter stands in turns one and two, and it's a very bad angle. It would be awesome to be able to get into the middle of the track somewhere where we could actually do our job from a normal point of view. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't feel like Phoenix, they could probably use a little bit, but I, I kind of like Phoenix how it is. 100%. Do a, do a makeover, right? This is a very unique racetrack. We've got like a really high bank trial on the back stretch. Put the start-finish line there. Let these guys race back to it. I think it'll make for exciting racing to take the lead, exciting racing to win the race. And at the end of the day, this place is a really nice facility, but it feels like 1990. Uh, like these, these new sports facilities need to feel nicer. They need new amenities, and this is one of them. So if you put the start finish line in the middle of the backstretch, do you put it all the way from the inside wall to the outside wall? Because yes. that's like 200 yards. <laughs> yes, that's the badass part so of it. So you could come off turn two and, and literally drive all the way to the flat to get a win. You, the, the photo finish would be like, they might be 40 yards apart. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Green, white, uh, checker. Yeah, I, I, I still, I, I, like the, I like how Phoenix is currently, but, um, you know, if done right, maybe some renovations could be nice. This year will mark the 100th running of the Indianapolis 500. Only a handful of drivers have ever done the double Indy 500 and the Coke 600, Kurt Busch being the most recent. If the opportunity comes, should Kurt attempt the double again, being that this will be a a historic event? Brett? Man, I love to see these guys run the double. I feel like Tony Stewart was was probably the only legitimate guy that could have gone and run the double and had a chance to truly win both races. You know, Kurt, to have never been in an Indy car and show up at Indy, and, and run as well as he did as a true rookie shows how talented NASCAR drivers are because those guys can't come get in our cars for the first time ever and run top 10 in the Coke 600. So I'd love to see Kurt do it this year. 
Yeah, I, <clears throat> I hate to agree with Brett, but I like I like uh, I like the fact there's only a few guys in our sport that could do it, and Kurt is one of the ones that is so well rounded and 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 ballsy enough to go and do it. I mean, he's yeah. he's he's the guy that he's the outlaw, man. He's the he's, he's not uh, the outlaw anymore. Well, okay. <laughs> Anyway, so he's the type of guy that, from our sport that needs to go and do it and can succeed in it. But like you said, it's it's awesome to see one of our guys go do good somewhere and see their guys come over here and struggle. Yeah, I, man, Kurt's on fire right now. I mean, he's qualifying good. His cars are fast. His confidence is high. He seems to have his personal life in shape. So I would love to see the guy go run the double. I'd love to see one of our NASCAR guys go win it. And, and you know, if you get with a good team, you can absolutely do it. The key is, as Tony showed, his first year, drink enough fluids, get enough food in your body. Because that Coke 600 is a long, hard night. Yeah, I go through two pair of shoes. <laughs> the first off-the-wall topic. TJ. Why are these off-the-wall topics blacked out? Because we're not allowed to see them. Yeah, so it's a surprise. I can get a better reaction from the two of you. Oh, great. Being that we are on the West Coast swing, will you be stopping at In-N-Out? And what is your go-to order? I'm not a huge In-N-Out fan. It's basically the Whataburger of the East <laughs> Coast, and I don't really could care less. My one go-to is probably to not ever go out over there, so um, I will be staying in. I've been on a low-sugar diet, so I've been like not eating a lot of bread and potatoes and been eating like fish and greens. So when I get to the West Coast, I'm going straight to In-N-Out, getting a double-double animal style, and, and this <laughs> – this proves that TJ is a Yankee because Yankees, you know, they have Animal this whole style. different personality about how things are. They're anti everything. Like, how can you be anti In and Out? I'm not anti In and Out. It's just the it's just the Whataburger of the East Coast. It's man, this way better than Whataburger. Uh, animal style. Yeah, you like an animal style. That uh, man. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you put that in Google? So the second off the wall topic. <laughs> Let's is... Google animal style and see what comes up. Brett. What? Dear. <laughs> Brett. Oh. Peyton Manning retired yesterday. What should he do next? Broadcast, coach, become a motivational speaker. What you think? I, th- I think Peyton Manning can uh, do whatever he wants, man. This guy is the best offensive coordinator to ever play football. And, oh, by the way, he was a quarterback. He's not even sitting in the booth yet. So, I think his next step is he goes to the University of Tennessee and he becomes head coach. And they go 50-0 and 0 because he's one of the greatest offensive minds to ever play the game. I like where your head's at. I think Peyton would be a, an awesome offensive coordinator for the Bills. I think he should go there immediately <laughs> and pl- help the Bills out. Um, I think he did his career correct the whole entire time. He was very professional the whole time. He went out on top. I don't think – I think he couldn't have done it any better. I saw where D'Angelo – the former running back yeah, Williams yesterday was blasting Peyton. Yeah. Like, first of all, I like D'Angelo as a, as a running back, but what an idiot. I mean, he's saying this guy isn't worthy of being a quarterback this year. Okay, he won games this year. He won a Super Bowl this year. Did he throw the ball like he was 25 years old? No, but a quarterback manages the game. They manage turnovers. They manage tempo. Peyton Manning is, has the best release to ever throw a football in terms of how quick and how accurate it is. So, D'Angelo, get a freaking life, dude. I know. Peyton's – his knowledge of offense is sick. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. probably 40 Omaha, times the Yeah. 
By the way, that was awesome that he ended his conference like that. Yeah. Hit the lat when he walked out. His last thing he said was Omaha. Omaha. That was pretty. You know good. how many people he screwed up by screaming Omaha for the last twenty years? <laughs> you know how many? I'm gonna start screaming that many, shit on the radio. <laughs> Omaha. Hey Clint. Omaha. Omaha. You know how many steaks he sold? <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's All next, right. Kristen? We're Farmers doing word only? association. I'm gonna say six words. It's <laughs> not highlighter. <laughs> You're never going to let me live that one down because no. you don't know what a highlighter is. I know what it is. All right, I'm going to say six words, and I'm going to alternate between the two of you where you have to quickly say the first thing that comes to mind, okay? I TJ, you're going week. first. I won last week. Yeah, TJ's answers were so stupid. They were lame. Me. Your, your, you. Your Us. words were dumb. <laughs> this is his comeback week. Uh, Producer Josh comes up with the words. I did. Well, you say them. <laughs> All right, you ready, TJ? Yeah. Education. Not you. <laughs> Wonton. Wonton? You're, you're th- <laughs> Why are you thinking? You can't be I thinking. Mean, you, I told you I'm not good at this you game. You look so startled. <laughs> <laughs> what is a wonton? Chinese. TJ, toothbrush. You're so bad at this. <laughs> he didn't say anything either. <laughs> I hate this game. You guys are a train wreck. <sighs> We're torn up. Uh, Toothpaste. <laughs> Brett, Gatorade. Lime. TJ, sucker. Cherry. Brett, taxes. Hate them. <laughs> <laughs> so two weeks ago, you went on a massive rant. You got anything for us today that you got to get off your chest? I got a small rant. And before I bring this rant up, TJ, you went to the UFC fight, right? Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah, I watched it in a little viewing party. And, and I feel like there's so many things they're doing right as a sport. You know, they have all of the, the hype before the event. They have – a great product in the ring, and, and I feel like a lot of ways they align with what we're doing as a sport. And when I look at, you know, some of our things that have happened, like Logano versus Kenseth, where, you know, they're they're towing it out. I mean, they're not physically fighting like the UFC guys, but they're going at it in yeah, Kansas. They're battling, man. Battling. And, and Logano decides he's had enough, and so maybe he hits Matt a little bit below the belt and, and wrecks him, right? And so then Matt comes back a few weeks later and wrecks Joy intentionally. Like, I feel like – when the boys have at it thing, it was really working well. Like, it brought a lot of excitement and entertainment value to us. And now this whole behavior policy thing, like, are we scared to mess with each other anymore or are we still allowed to, to go out be entertaining and just be crazy? Because I, I look at, you know, Matt sucker punched Joey in Martinsville, no doubt about it. Yeah. But he felt like he got kicked below the belt in Kansas. So, I mean, like, I, I watch those guys fight and they're able to get at each other. I like that. Yeah. I like the fact they can go in there and, and – it's hey man, fight, go at it. You know, uh, it's it's things that we have to have some sort of behavior deal because the guys we're there's you we have fast cars and they go travel at fast speeds. It's really really easy to hurt each other at some point. So there has to be a line somewhere. I mean, you don't go, you can't go onto the racetrack and be defensive the whole time. You know, like when you go in the ring, you know you got to put your hands up or you're going to get hit. Or not like the McGregor guy. Yeah, this week. well McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely – He called that Diaz guy the fattest skinny guy he's ever seen. He had that guy like that. beat too. Oh, killed. And then he got fancy with it, and he started letting the guy hit him purposely, trying to make faces at him and stuff. And then uh, that guy went up, you know, teed off on his head a couple of times, and then they were, they were even again. So, yeah. but You think our guys, though, hold back because they have sponsors that they – there's like that in morality heat, clause, and, and, and does UFC sponsors just say, "Hey, we know that this." Man, this I think is in the really heat of the moment, our guys sport. don't hold back. Yeah, you know, I yeah, feel I like in the in the heat of like battle, they they can't always take the time to go. Wait a minute, you know, we have to hold mm-hmm. back. And I think at the end of the day, our sponsors, 
also need to realize, I mean, we're in a progressive society now. Things are more allowed. I mean, between YouTube and Twitter and Snapchat and all these other things you guys are doing. <laughs> uh, Snapchat. But Snapchat. How do you know? Are you on both? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but I think I think when you look at it, like our sponsors have, have come to understand it. You know, clearly they don't want their guy, you know, doing crazy stuff off the racetrack. But I think in the heat of the event, you know, they, they appreciate the energy. Yeah, I don't think any, any sponsor is really mad at if two guys get into it. And, you know, I don't think – as far as heat of the moment stuff, I don't think the sponsors are against that. But as far as doing stuff away from the track, doing doing dumb stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that's where you get into more of the morality If it stuff. happens at the racetrack, on the racetrack, I think it's – you know, they might not be promoting it, but they're probably – Well, NASCAR will actually fine you for your behavior yeah. and then promote it on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually yeah. how it works. Hey, don't, don't do this. It. We don't condone this, but, man, we sure as hell hope you guys watch if this happens again. That's how know? Texas sells most of their tickets. They just find the biggest biggest uh, thing going on at the time and just blast it out there. And, you know, it, they, they just they, – the Joey and Matt thing, they were, they'll they take that and run with it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. – um, And they should. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, without the passion, it turns into that parade that yeah. you were talking about. Well, I mean, it's a rivalry thing, too, and that's what this sport was built on. Pearson versus Petty, Yarborough versus yeah. Allison, you know, Earnhardt versus Kenseth or whoever. I kind of liked, uh, liked the build-up for that fight. They did a great job. Dude, that. I got some of them interviews they did with them, too, and they, the, the mic check thing that, hey, both of you guys count to ten. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you look at They the can super, only count to five. You look at Supercross <laughs> two weeks ago, we were able to go. You look at UFC this week, we were able to go. Like, there are some things that our marketing executives need to be looking at in these other sports and migrating them toward our platforms because there's room for improvement. We're doing a lot of things great, but there's certainly always room to attract new people. And one thing I struggle yeah. with with who we're trying to attract is we, we want the young male. We want the 18 to 25-year-old mm-hmm. male. Why? When I was 18 to 25, I was broke. Like, go after the 40-year-old male. Go after me, the guy with three kids that will bring his kids Income. to the racetrack. Mm-hmm. His kids will become fans. That's how I got to be a fan. You know, my families took me to the racetrack when I was four years old, and that's how I got into racing. I mean, what about you? Uh, I grew up in it. My my dad raced. And I, from the very – from the earliest I can remember, I was at the racetrack playing in the dirt, and, and um, – he would. He won a championship in '85, and every he drove a a dirt modified. So that's where they sit in the middle of the car, and every he won a lot. So when he would win, I'd ride. I mean, it was I rode in the car with him on the side rail deal. I he'd let the nobody cared or anything back then, and we're talking like '85. So I mean, I'd ride right around with him and back into the pit area and stuff. And yeah. um, were but you, I've were always, you the same height then <laughs> as you are now. I was really close, <laughs> about three inches shorter. <laughs> Because you, you could still fit in the car. Kristen, you, was the, you were as tall right as in. me in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's good stuff. All right, Phoenix. Man, what? Uh, I'm going to let you pick first this week because last week I went first. You stole my pick. I think we need to go – I think we need to see who can pick the, the biggest sleeper. He wants to change the rules now. Always. He's, he's always changing the rules. Well, the, if we pick the winners, it's going to be – Well, Austin Diller was a sleeper last week. He that's been what I'm sleeper. saying, but we wouldn't have been – none of us – that's not an A car. All right, so who, who – well, so we're not picking the winner. We're so picking – I say we pick like – So we've got to uh, get Josh to give, <clears throat> give us a list of who we can pick from. I, I mean, we got to take out the Hendrick and Gibbs organizations, basically. Well, Except for maybe Chase, because Chase is a rookie. That'd yeah. be a – Yeah. But, I mean, we need to take it. Otherwise, we're going to pick from that group pretty much every week. Well, yeah. I mean, well, but I will say this. We've had three winners in three weeks. All three manufacturers have won. That's got to make NASCAR jump up and down because yeah. they won't manufacture parity, right? Yeah. But none of them are surprises, though. No, none of them are surprises to the people surprises. that won. So. No, but it's still a Ford, a Chevy, and a Toyota. It's a good deal. It's good yeah. for the sport. I mean, we go, we go to um, 
I know for a fact that Matt will be real fast in in Phoenix. Yeah. Um, Harvick will kill him. Harvick I'll, will be. I'll yeah. Give you guys an option. <clears throat> All right. Here's your option. You gotta. You can't give us two options. No, no. I mean, it, it, this is a, a joint one. Okay. All right? So you get either Kevin Harvick or the field. Oh man. Uh, oh man, it's still Harvick hasn't won yet either. Um, he has dominated that track. He has dominated. I'll take the field. I'll take Harvick. And if he took Harvick, I'd have took Bush. <laughs> Because cause Kurt, Kurt Bush is bad man there, too. Yeah, he's, he's good. good. Until he has that one brain fade. He does brain, that. We call him brain farts in South yeah. Carolina. <laughs> he's good for one of them a race. Yeah. That's what hurt keeps him from winning a lot more. He so just has are, that one What moment. are you doing at Phoenix? You staying out or coming back home? I am coming home. I'm staying out, man. There's a bar called Rusty Spur in Scottsdale. Yeah, so when topless. I do my, so when I call in next week, I may still be sitting in the rusty spur. Is it, is it a top bar? Y'all won't let me drink on the show. I'm going to go to a bar and call into the show. It's going to be like six a.m. I know. That's why I said I will still be there. <laughs> they don't have curfews in Phoenix. Thanks to One Main this week for again bringing this show live via Dirty My Radio. And please, guys, go leave us a review if you listen to the show. Yeah, review the heck out of it. Send us some tweets. Ask DBC hashtag Spot. Yeah, we need to start. We need to start using that <laughs> Ask DBC a little bit after the race. I'll I'll start asking some people some stuff. You know what we should do? We should give these people something. What? I don't know. Spotters. There's a big gift store in here where we film this or tape this. So I think we just go out there and grab a t-shirt <laughs> and mail it to them. Why not? Sure. Let's do it. We could maybe get a bumper sticker. I got some. Like yeah. one main hats. One main hats. Mm-hmm. One main lending made personal. Let's use their stuff. All right. Yeah. Love my that. office. <clears throat> yeah. Well, maybe we could pick, um, we pick four or five of these every week and then we pick a winner. Yeah. The best Who, one. The best, best one. The best question. Yeah. Yeah. So, Josh, hashtag ask DBC. Pick four to five really good questions. And then TJ and I'll pick the best one. And then Kristen will send her phone number along with <laughs> a one main hat <laughs> autographed by Elliot Sadler. Yeah. We'll throw Elliot into this, too. Gosh. And she might add John Snapchat or Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're uh, we're on to Phoenix. See you guys next week. Holla. Bye. Thanks for joining. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 